Hello Forever Family. Today we are wrapping up the month of January. That is so hard to even comprehend. This year is just off to a, a great running start. So what better way to wrap up this month than to have a talk about being confident in our obedience and, and what that means as far as where we are standing and how we are standing and how we're walking this journey out. So grab your cup of coffee, maybe a glass of sweet tea, and um, settle in, and let's talk about the message that God has for us today. So today's scripture is Romans 4.20. I'm reading from the NIV version, and it says, Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. I pray that God blesses all the ears that hear his word. So before we get started, let's lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we lift our hearts to you. We ask that you give us clarity and discernment as we dive into your word today. Speak to each of us directly. Direct our hearts to walk this out in our faith journey so that we, we can reach one more for your precious kingdom. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your Son and all God's children said, Amen. <clears throat> so I have a question for you. How's your faith? It's a pretty serious question. Sometimes people can answer it very quickly. Sometimes it takes a minute to ponder, but it really doesn't require this huge scholar-size answer. It's a very simple question that can be answered in a very few words. So, how is your faith? I'm not talking about in comparison to all the things that have happened in the past and the way the future looks. Right here, right now, how is your faith? You know, biblical writers, they, they wanted to know this through history. And I guess today we would, uh, we would definitely say inquiring minds want to know. I think sometimes we forget that we need a faith checkup. You know, it's like the, a faith checkup is like those, those points along life's highway. It's like a pit stop along this earthly journey so we can regroup and check our eternal GPS system. Now, the GPS system I'm talking about, GPS stands for God's plan for salvation. We need to make sure that, that we're on the right course according to God's will for our lives through our obedience to His will. I'm going to say that one more time. We need to make sure that we are on the right course according to God's will for our lives through our obedience to his will. <clears throat> we need to make sure that we are not getting distracted by all of the earthly fool's gold and the pre-lights that detour us from our eternal paths. So let me ask you again, how's your faith? I guess to ask how is your faith 
would really be asking, how is your Christian walk? What does being a Christian mean? Well, it, it being a Christian is basically wrapped up in our faith. Faith is found in believing in the finished work of Jesus on the cross. A Christian is someone who puts their faith in Christ. Praying doesn't make us a Christian. There are people praying over big events and final exams. And let me tell you, with those final exams, when they get the good grade, they are back to living on the worldly standards. How would your faith be then? Reading the Bible doesn't make us Christians. There are many people that can quote scripture just like John 3.16. But they don't know what John 3.17 says. They might can quote a bit of Psalms 23, but they don't have any idea what Psalms 24 is about. And they definitely don't know how to apply scripture because they haven't been taught. And maybe they haven't been taught because they haven't seen somebody walk it out. So they simply go back to satisfying flesh desires. Because oftentimes I think it's pretty fair to say we have a hard time recognizing the sin in our own lives because to a degree it becomes part of our normal. How's your faith now? So let's look back. Let's go back to Job 9, 2. Chapter 9, verse 2. There's a question being asked. How can a man be righteous before God? And actually, this is the first point or place where we begin with our faith checkup. To be righteous before God, what does that mean? To be righteous before God means to be in right standing with God. It means to be acceptable by God. It means to be forgiven by God. It means to have a humble heart in the presence of the Lord and remembering that everything we do, we always do before an audience of one. And that audience of one is God. It means to represent God through our faith journey. It means to have God's stamp of approval on our lives as a testimony to His glory, not ours. So how can we be acceptable to God? This is the the second point in our faith checkup. So Romans 4 is actually answering the question found in Job. Being right with God is not a result of our performance of good works according to the law, but it is by our faith. This point of our checkup is to to make sure we are not more worried about our performance because many times if we're worried about our performance, we're trying to get the pat on the back. We're actually trying to outdo God. We want to be seen by others as doing wonderful stuff, and that is not what we are to do. Many of us are working so hard just to be noticed by God. We want to be loved, but we feel so unworthy of His love. So we end up seeking the love in worldly levels. 
in Romans 4, Paul is actually using Abraham as his example of confidence in obedience because of faith. You see, a person who has an experience with God is never at the mercy of someone who has an argument against God. During the time of Abraham, Jews believed they were righteous before God because they'd received circumcision. Since Abraham was declared righteous and circumcised, the Jews believed their righteousness was received through circumcision. So to the Jews, this was a covenant sign from God. If we could interject a, a faith check here, God called Abraham righteous because of his faith and obedience. It would be 14 years later that the circumcision covenant sign would, would be given. So Paul asked, what was gained by Abraham in the beginning of chapter 4 in Romans? If Abraham was justified, meaning forgiven, as a result of his works, then he could boast about it himself. He could get the pat on the back. But you see, we can't take credit for being forgiven by God. Abraham believed God and put his faith in God, and God counted that as being righteous. The Jews believed that Abraham kept the law, but the law came 600 years after. 600 years later. Paul is, is noting that Abraham's righteous status came before the covenant sign. If we go back to Genesis 15, it actually recounts the conversation between God and Abraham, and it notes... God counted Abraham as being righteous. If you, if you read Genesis 15, there's actually three words that, that jump out. Believed, counted, and righteousness. Abraham believed the Lord. The word believe in Hebrew means to, to be certain or to lean on something with your whole weight. Remember, Proverbs tells us to not lean on our own understanding. But leaning on God is completely different. Not only does he hold us up, he created us. He knows everything about us. When we lean on him with our full weight, when we believe there's nothing hidden, there's nothing that can knock our feet out from under us. God counted or credited or added a, the positive side to Abraham. Righteousness means right standing with God, fully leaning on God, believing in God, having faith in God. Everything is found in the provider. So we all want to be in right standing with God, but we really can't obtain it. We can't purchase it. We can't receive it through our good works. It comes from the Lord. Our sin keeps us from stepping into a place of being in right standing with God. That's why we need His forgiveness. Our experience we receive when we receive Christ into our heart is life-changing. When we experience Christ, our hearts become so overwhelmed and our cup overflows with abundance. 
And it's out of that abundance that we serve others because we want others to have that experience with Christ. We want others to have their own experience. You know, there's a, there's a song, and it's called In Christ Alone. And I don't, if you haven't heard it yet, you definitely need to just listen. Just hear the lyrics. It says, and this is just a little bit of it, In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground. Firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace. When fears are stilled, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all. Here in the love of Christ. I stand. And then the last section of that song says, No guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cries to final breath, God commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till I return Till he returns, sorry, till he returns or calls me home, here in the power of Christ, I'll stand. So if we go back and read Romans 4.20, Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave God the glory. I think in this day and time and different circumstances and situations, we can stand with great peace and confidence. And maybe to some people it looks like we're not um, affected by the situation that's going on or different things that have happened. But our confidence is found in Christ. Our confidence is is found in believing the finished works of the cross. We're confident because we humble our heart to obey God's will, and He brings us the comfort and the confidence. So my question, Church, are are we truly resting in what was accomplished on the cross? Do we really walk with confidence through our obedience for God's will? Or do sometimes we get a little wrapped up in making sure we're seen? Because even in the fire, God sees everything going on. Even in a storm, God knows every tear. So I want to encourage you. It's okay to be to be at a point where you feel like you're standing alone. It's okay to not be okay. Just make sure you're visiting and you don't take up residency. And I want you to make sure that along this life's journey, we take time for the pit stops to regroup, to make sure our GPS is 
is what we're following, and that's God's plan of salvation, and that we're not getting sidetracked side and, and distracted by the fool's gold lights of this world. Let's lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for never giving up on us. You know, the word thank you is, is never enough for the ultimate acts of love that you've displayed on the cross at Calvary. I pray that each one of us fully rest in your presence when the world is trying to create anxiety, fear, guilt, shame, and stress. Give us the words to speak to the wounds of those around us so that we can direct them to your truth. Give us the strength to endure this journey. Give us the courage to stand when darkness closes in. Shine your light in all the world so there's no corner of darkness for a shadow to hide. Be with us as we continue this journey and help us to surrender our flesh thorns so that we can run this race on the path that you created for us and bring glory to you in all that you do for us. And now we pray together with one voice as you taught your disciples to pray so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. And all God's children said, Amen. Please know I'm praying for each of you as we travel this spiritual journey together. I can't wait to see what the rest of this year holds. And I pray that each of us have many, many experiences. God winks, if you will, where we see God moving in real time right in front of our eyes. I think if we take time to smell the spiritual roses, I think we'll see God move a lot. So remember, speak life. Be a blessing. Put your faith feet into action to cause a ripple effect. Until next time, much agape, everybody.